all the studies show that when people get a little bit of physical activity in, you can't think about all those worries that you have. Like for that moment, for that three minutes or whatever it might be, you actually have a circuit breaker and a chance to think of something other than your negative thoughts or your fears. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. Welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Janke and I'm here today with Rose Campbell. Rose is a trainer. Rose, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. Long Absolutely. I know we are uh, opposite ends of the world. Uh, it's 5 p.m. here. What, what time is it? Where are you in Australia? Monday morning. And it's Monday morning for you. It's Sunday, Sunday evening for me. So this is cool. Yeah, we worked it out schedule wise. So here we are. Uh, Rose, why don't you give a brief introduction as far as who you are, what kind of clients you work with and what you do in the fitness world? So I have clients now who, um, they're the type of clients that don't like to exercise generally. They're the ones I um, like to work with. So they're difficult to find. They're not usually looking for exercise um, classes to come to. So I run small groups and it's mainly focused on people who, yeah, who may be um, afraid of the gym, don't like the gym, have had bad gym experiences, uh, people that feel self-conscious, people with social anxiety, people who um, just really find it hard to fit exercise into their life and um, people who struggle with um, enjoying exercise, which, you know, for someone who I'm sure you're like me, Chris, you do it all the time. You love it. It's just part of the daily routine. So uh, I try to um, encourage my clients to really just find some joy in it and um, find something that they like to do. We find something they like to do. I, ha I keep the classes really small, like three to four people. And recently I've started to run a, it's, I call it a flexi time session where I'm there from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. You can come anytime and do the workout during that time. And so I sort of try to eliminate any excuses of not turning up. Like you can't say you slept in because uh, I'm here anyway. And um, you can't say that uh, you didn't have coffee because you can stop and get coffee on the way. So um, I just try to eliminate every excuse for people not to uh, get their exercise in. And generally once you have a little bit of success, once people find a little bit of um, improvement or they feel better or they just enjoy the day better. Um, that's just like a little more of an increment for them to start to love it more and um, incorporate it every day. But um, a lot of my clients have uh, chronic pain, um, anxiety, depression, um, or just like really stressed lives. Like a lot of single women who are working full time, running a family, maybe trying to run a small business, maybe keeping, um, you know, relationships together, families together, work together, and uh, to find time to exercise can be, you know, just another stress. So I just try to make it available and easy and fun and no pressure. <laughs> I like that. Uh, that's one of my mottos as well. I'm probably one of the least competitive people I know. Like when I present an exercise for the class, I say, okay, well, if you want to go very, very basic, this is your version. If you want to go a little harder, this is what you're going to try to do. If you want to go harder, and I leave it up to them. I say, uh, 
it shouldn't be that your trainer's more motivated and excited than you are to do something, right? It's like, I, I would imagine, or I, I'm, I'm maybe guessing here, but because uh, what I do is I just present, okay, hey guys, welcome. This is great. I'm glad you made it, but it's not like, come on, yeah, you could do it, right? That's like, okay, <laughs> right? It sounds like, sounds like you and I kind of have the same clientele mm -hmm. as far as the beginners, people who have had pain in their past. Yeah. And, uh, so sure. yeah, we can definitely talk about that. Said, um, just you got here, which is great. You know, you're here today and that's going to be great. And for people with anxiety and, you know, particularly that social anxiety of not liking to be around other people or they feel very exposed, very um, vulnerable in a group, uh, you know, it works well for them, I think. Like, just no pressure. They're invisible in the room, you know, if they want to be. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great segue to the next thing because my next question is what's one of the most important things somebody can do to get healthy? And I think one of the answers is just like you just said it, just show up, just come to class, right? What, so what do you tell the beginner as far as what they can do to get healthy? Um, I really like to say um, small steps, come one day, see if there's any change, come another day and just, you know, monitor each step along the way. How does it, how does you feel? And generally, like most people feel good, don't they? Like I've never had anyone say that was terrible. I wish I hadn't come. Um, and I think uh, what I learned, uh, like I just went back to university and got my degree in exercise science, finished in 2018. And my focus was health promotion. And we did a lot of work on behavior change. And there's a lot of theory now behind how people actually change behavior. They, um, you know, you need to have a plan, of course, and you need to have measurable outcomes. But at the same time, people will always, you know, have a setback or feel that they've failed or if they've tried before and not succeeded, then that, then they're out. You know, that, that's it. We're not coming back to exercise because it was just too hard and I failed. And I, you know, they sort of get a history of that feeling of, not completing, um, not achieving. And so um, the theory is now with behavior change that like little steps that are achievable all the time can really just build a whole feeling of achievement. So I've actually, I went to the class, I felt good. I'll go again next week or tomorrow or whenever that might be. And uh, people will always, I guess, fall off the wagon, so to speak. But I try not to think of it as that. I just see it as more like their journey it's right. just, I know that might sound a bit cliche, but it's just like, this is the path we're on. You know, it may be a, a dip here and there, but generally the path forward is we're going to incorporate physical activity into your life somehow. And every day would be great, but you know, if not, it's not the end of the world. We've always got tomorrow. Right. Yeah. A really good analogy that just popped into my head as you were talking about falling off the wagon. It's almost like you're just walking down the sidewalk and you're on a little path and maybe it's like three feet wide. And just for a moment, you accidentally step on the grass. Yeah. And then every, you know, everybody would say, Oh, just, you know, you make a little correction, you're back on the sidewalk. And just, you know, I really believe the same thing as you do. It's just part of the process. It's like nobody, process. nobody would say, Oh, you failed at walking into the coffee shop because you took two steps on the grass. No, I got back on the sidewalk and, Maybe my shoes got wet, but I dried them off. And, you know, it's really not a big deal. Everybody goes through it and you just get right back on, right? Yeah, I guess it's the opposite of uh, when I first got into the fitness industry, um, I started a CrossFit gym in, here in Melbourne. And we used to have to tell people, don't come tomorrow. <laughs> you know, you right. need a rest day. <laughs> right. It's, 
extreme opposite of that. So I guess people are, you know, different in every way. But um, I think, yeah, with uh, changing behavior for the long term, uh, support is really important. At the same time, you don't want to be nagging. You don't want to be like, get back on the path, back on the path sort of thing. You just, I just feel I can offer a supportive role. And um, so far, it seems to be working. And I do have clients still, you know, call me and they'll say, that was a great session or I'm really glad I came. So that, you know, keeps you going for the next day. Yeah, absolutely. That's And that's motivating for you too. And that's kind of absolutely. a success as a trainer, knowing that you are I, achieving those small wins for your clients. Yeah. 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 So wh- what about you, uh, Rose? Where do you struggle with your health and fitness? I like you know, bringing people who have achieved a high level of fitness, but then sort of humanizing you a little bit because people who, I think one reason why people think that they do need to take these huge giant steps is that they see these trainers who are really fit and healthy and they think they have to eat the whole elephant in one bite when in reality it's taken years, if not decades to get you to where you are. So uh, where do you struggle though with your health and fitness? Well, I was just going to say, I think it's also, uh, you know, what has caused the trainer to be in that position where they have maybe spent 10 years of their life or, before, you know, longer um, getting right. fit and thing, and why it's important to them. Um, both my parents died from cancer really early at an early age. And like my father was 26. My mother was pregnant with me when he died of colon cancer. She had um, three kids under three and uh, she died before the age of 50 um, of cancer as well. And that was, you know, I was 22. It was like the saddest thing you can ever go through. Um, So I guess that just always, I mean, after I kind of fought against that whole thing, when I sort of grew up a little bit and realized that life is important, that health is important. And not that they lived unhealthy lives. They, no one really knows why they both, there's no real reason they were young and fit and healthy people. Just cancer, you know, took their life too soon. Um, I had a brother also die of cancer, lung cancer. He was alcoholic, so, you know, alcohol dependent. And um, again, a really sad, sad experience to go through. And uh, it just does make you value health. And I guess um, with my children, I'm like, maybe too much the other way, you know, trying to encourage them to also be healthy and just make healthy choices. And, you know, you really can um, impact your own destiny really by the choices you can make. So uh, that has always motivated me to um, just, you know, just try to stay healthy as much as I can. And having seen people die from cancer, it's it's really, uh, you know, a life-changing experience. So not that I, I don't generally tell people, um, I, don't, I don't go on about that, that has been my motivation, but um, I think it definitely impacts the way I treat my clients, how I feel about their health, like I want to protect them all, and um, yeah, and, and I guess, you know, the whole uh, experience of running the CrossFit gym, seeing people so passionate about exercise and physical activity. And, and at the time when I was running the gym, I think, you know, every couple of days I'd get an email from someone saying, hey, Rose, you know, I never thought I could jump on that 20-inch box. Or, hey, Rose, I never thought I'd get finish a workout, you know, before the person next to me. And, um, and so when I sold the gym, I thought, really, that's where I want to go. I want to take people who have never felt that feeling of feeling great, achieving like little physical um, feats, like jumping on the 20-inch box and 
because you do feel good. You feel good when you do that stuff. And so I wanted to take that to people who generally don't um, get that joy from exercise. You've, made, you've had bad experience. So it's kind of, it's everything woven in together. Sorry if that was. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I think. And so what do you, what do you find the, the average person that you work with who doesn't enjoy exercise, are, are there reasons that come out as far as why? Do you, do you get into that with them or Generally, what is that process? Um, a lot of people um, think that they can't do it, that, you know, that it has to be something difficult, that, uh, that they're going to fail. And, um, or some people, some other people just think it's just all too hard, it's uncomfortable, it hurts. Um, I don't enjoy that feeling of being out of breath or, you know, hurting my legs in a squat or, but uh, once they see the outcome, generally no one ever feels bad after exercise. And that's one of the things about mental health now with exercise, it's an absolute circuit breaker. So uh, when you're caught up in your head the whole time, um, you know, you have the feelings of anxiety or depression or what, whatever it may be. Uh, all the studies show that when people get a little bit of physical activity in, you can't think about all those worries that you have. Like for that moment, for that three minutes or whatever it might be, you actually have a circuit breaker and a chance to think of something other than your negative thoughts or your fears or whatever it might be. So doing exercise, you have to focus on the, on the movement. You have to focus on what you're doing. Even if it's running or walking fast, um, you still have to stop and focus on that. And the, um, people always say afterwards, you know, I felt good. I didn't, mm -hmm. you know, I, they're generally not worrying when they're exercising. Right. Right. Yeah. It kind of gets you out of your head and into your body. Um, right. Yeah. But yeah. it's not just you making it up. Like all the studies show that now with mental health, right. that uh, exercise really does positively impact your mental health, even after one session. Yeah. hundred uh, percent agree. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think? Because it's really interesting that you started out as a CrossFit gym owner and now yeah. you're working with beginners what what do you think i like i like crossfit I, i've only done it a few times but yeah what do you think crossfit how do you think crossfit contributes to the perception that beginners might have that it has to hurt or that you know yeah. because crossfit's intense right it's, it certainly attracts a personality type that's for sure yeah. but um i think when it started in Australia, it was the first type of group fitness sessions. I think there was a bit of Les Mills stuff in the big gyms, but um, CrossFit was really um, something new and very different in Australia. And Australians took to it pretty quickly, like New Zealanders, you know, they kind of mm -hmm. loved it straight away. Um, so the business grew really quickly and uh, people would come looking for it. They'd seen it online and um, they would seek us out generally. So we didn't have to advertise or anything. There was no marketing involved, really. Um, and I think beginners just felt that it was too intense. You know, they'd seen someone do it. They heard their friend talk about it. Uh, but, you know, you, I guess you and I know that CrossFit is very much, you know, step by step. You learn step by step. And no one goes there. Well, some people go there being, um, you know, elite athletes. But not everyone. And uh, right. I think... Um, CrossFit is very good at teaching people really good movement uh, from beginning to uh, a you know, higher level of, um, of moving and um, exercise, you know, technique. So yeah. I think I that's think... where I got my real love for the basics, the, right. the basic squat. And, uh, but at the same time now, I don't 
awesome. Like technique to me, it's important. Don't get me wrong. I don't want anyone to get hurt, but I'm not going to, you know, berate someone until they do it right. Right. This is the squat for today. That's fine. Let's go with that squat for today. Yeah, absolutely. And meeting people where they are. And then, and I would say fitness is only two steps. It's figuring out where you are and then taking just one step forward. That's it. And other than that, you know, people get into trouble when they try to, when they think they're higher than they are, or when they think that you don't have a progression for them, literally, if they've never worked out a day in their lives, you can still figure that, you know, go on a walk or, you know, do something very light. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think with CrossFit too, there were, it's, it's a little addictive in its own way. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was, it was great fun times, but, uh, crazy. I, I think that's one issue. It's, and it's not the fault of CrossFit. I see it with bodybuilding. I see it with runners, the addicting, you know, the adrenaline aspect and people get addicted to the movement. And then, you know, when they're, they're at the ripe old age of 42 years old and they hurt themselves. And it's just, I, I know a lot of people who are addicted to fitness and they literally just cannot stop. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would say that was me in my early twenties. And fortunately I kind of got out of that. Now I'm yeah, you know, more of like, you know, I'll exercise when I need it. And when I don't, hopefully yeah. I'll stop. And I think sometimes those um, environments can create that feeling of you have to be an elite athlete to, mm-hmm. you know, to be part of the group, kind of, to be accepted or to be, um, you know, a real crossfitter or whatever it is, F45, you know, I think, uh, there's a bit of a group mentality that can sort of just just grow organically. I don't think it's anyone being sort of, you know, trying to do trying to create something that's um, negative, but it just sort of grows organically a little bit. Of there's an elite group, and then there's the beginner group, and you know, it's just it's human nature, I guess. Right, right, definitely. Um, and there's also a lot of benefits to being in a group, right? There's the encouragement. There's you know, you yeah. miss a couple workouts and you're getting all these text messages like, hey, missed you at the gym today. Hope you're doing okay. You know, stuff like that. There's kind of yeah, a- the community of CrossFit is amazing. We had a great time. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's kind of a fine line between being a little bit competitive, you know, and, and keeping it fun and light. And uh, I think the best workout programs and the best trainers will sort of walk that line, right? And, and make it fun, but also give you a little push as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you have to know the client, like not everyone likes a push. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Rose, this has been great uh, diving into some of the details and, and intricacies of fitness and different modalities. Let's go real big picture now. Uh, I want to put you in on a stage and let's say at a graduation or a corporate event, you've seen a couple of the podcasts, you know what's coming up. Uh, give, <laughs> Give your, uh, your one to two minute motivational speech, bigger picture, you know, life in general. What, what would you say to those graduates or to those people in the corporate setting? I would say that, and this is completely unrehearsed. I tried to rehearse it, but I just couldn't get it right. Um, I think I would just like to tell people that if you could just be physically active every day for the rest of your life, trust me, you will find joy in that. And if you don't like to do it for whatever reason, and there's a million reasons why you may not be able to get physically active every day, or you may have not have the intention to, but I just would urge you to try something every day, even if you're sitting at your desk, um, set a timer for you know one part of the day 
even twice a day just to do some movement, um, I can guarantee you it will make you feel better. You will feel better about yourself. You'll feel better about the people around you. It improves all aspects of health. It increases bone density. It um, builds muscle mass so that if you do get injured or you do fall, that you can recover, that you can save yourself from those types of just natural incidences. It helps you breathe better. Um, you have better blood flow, skin looks better. Um, all aspects of health are improved with exercise. And the other thing is our bodies are meant to do it. Our bodies are made to be physically active. It's actually more unnatural for us to be sitting down all day. And uh, when we move, um, we become more alert and we uh, just engage better with other people. And of course, I'm generalizing here, but uh, just a little bit of physical activity every day. The guidelines recommend 30 minutes a day and at a moderate intensity. So you want to be able to get your heart rate up and um, get a bit of a sweat. And then the 30 minutes is over and you've uh, just improved your health for the rest of your life. <laughs> Sounds good. I agree 100%. Uh, so, uh, Rose, how do people get in touch with you on social so media? I have a website, rosecampbell.co, um, and all my details are there. And yeah, I, I do remote coaching as well as face to face, small groups only. And, um, you know, I like it if there is a bit of a challenge there for you. So, but, you know, any, everyone's welcome when we're out of lockdown. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, Rose. Well, I, I really appreciate you joining me today on the Health in the Real World podcast. Hopefully, we can Thank talk. You for again. Having you, and thanks for staying up late on Sunday night. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.